Harlan was born in New York City and bleeds Giants blue. Derek has Super Bowl shuffled his way through life. They have plenty of thoughts on their teams, the NFL, and everything in between. This is TDs and Tangents. We're live. Hey! If <laughs> <laughs> I die over here, the January 9th recording of TDs and Touchdowns with Harlan and Derek. TDs and touchdowns? We getting both of them? (laughs) Also, confusion and tangents. Get it all. I'm Derek. That's Harland. Oh, wait. I didn't mean to step on you. What's your name? Oh, that's fine. You get they they know. They know. (laughs) All the fans know. It's Harland. All the fans know. (laughs) We are here to talk to recap week 18. Talk about how our beloved Bears and Giants have finished the season where they stand going in the offseason, and to look forward to the divisional, or no, wait, the way they call it, Super Wild Card Weekend. <laughs> they had yes. to, like, name it something, so they call it, like, Super <laughs> Wild Card Weekend to sell, I don't know, posters or something. I, don't know. I have no, no clue. No clue. Super S- Wild Card Weekend. Super Wild Card Weekend <laughs> branded loofahs and body oh. scrub, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's this it's the end of the season. It's the end of the season. Um, if your team is not one of the how many teams make the playoffs now? Fourteen. Fourteen. Damn, fourteen. Jesus Christ, you you really sick. Half the league. (laughs) Yeah, you really sick. So if your team's not in the playoffs, man, it's time to look forward to hopefully better times. If you're like, if you're like me. You could care less about what the rest of what's going on in the football, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For some of us, the football season is over. It's been ended. Yes. So we don't care. But we should talk is... about week 18, though, right? Oh, we definitely will. And we need that. to talk about whoever's team scored the most gets to go first. And this week, <laughs> the Giants decided the Giants that they wouldn't score. Yeah. Oh, man. Yes. Yes. It was a. Uh... It's a fun game to watch. It was a fun game to watch. I I know it doesn't happen. I know it's only counts as one win on the schedule. <laughs> but when you play your division foes, a division foe that you had not beaten in about four years, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. It should count as three wins. It should definitely count as three wins, but it doesn't. It's still only one win, but it was a good win. And I will say the Giants look good on all both sides of the ball this week for I would say, I mean, I'll be honest. The offense looked so much better the last half of the season. Yeah. Like the they played the the Patriots and the score was like 10 to six was the final. It was a horrible game. But since that game. They've played better on offense. Like, I don't know if it was um, Tommy Tommy DeVito coming in. If it, they, they, somewhere along the line, Mike Kafka started running a different offense for the backups. Cause even when Tyrod Taylor initially came in to back up uh, DJ, it doesn't look like they were running that offense that they that they were running towards the end of the year. It looks like they had Tyrod running DJ's plays, and they realized that that wasn't going to work with Tommy DeVito. And then when um, 
when uh, Tyra came back, Tyra said, I want to run those plays. Those are plays I want to run. And they, the def- the offense looked better. The defense played lights out. Um, yesterday was, I mean, Sunday was a game where I think Saquon was 90-something yards going to the game away from the 1,000 yards. I thought I know that meant something to him. Once again, the Giants don't care. i I, didn't he get wasn't there like bonuses attached to his uh yeah but he was nowhere near those bonuses the bonuses were so ridiculous like 1400 yards or something like that wasn't it or and he he, 2000 combined yards or something the numbers that they asked i think he'd only had done one time in his career yeah it was it was like all right saquon this is you if you set these numbers this was you thought very highly of yourself, but the Giants decided they weren't going to run him out there. They weren't yeah. going to either injure him or whatever, which might have been good, but they weren't going to run him out there and let him run the ball 20 times, which is what I think they need. And honestly, it wasn't needed. This is the week that they're supposed to be getting bonuses. He he was nowhere near where he was going to be able to get his bonus. Um Tyra Taylor, I believe, gets win bonuses attached to his because he started a bunch of games and got some wins under his belt. So there's some bonuses there. But the Giants played a solid game. They they went out there, Wink blitzed, hurts at one point. Eighty percent of the defensive plays were called were blitzes. They worked. They got to hurts. They hit hurts. Um, they changed up everything. Like they made it difficult for him. They were hitting the receiver, the wide receivers. They were playing defense. The play that got AJ Brown injured was a uh a fumble. He caught the ball, took two steps, got smacked out of his hand. The ball fumbles out. They didn't tackle him. He then it's a weird landed. So it, I wouldn't blame the MetLife turf this time. But I'm pretty sure he will if his knees really hurt. He, <laughs> just, but it, um, the way the injury looked, it did look bad. And you hate to see somebody get injured in the last, especially a playoff team that has aspirations to go far. I don't think they will, but no, they had aspirations to go far. So you you don't want to see guys get injured. He got injured. Um, Hertz was injured for the dislocated finger. I thought it was broken. I was like, I really hope his finger is not broken because that would in a game where. They honestly didn't need to play, and I've got I've got eagle friends, and they're just like, yeah, this was this this didn't need to happen. No, none of those injuries injuries need to happen. They were playing their guys because there was a small chance that they might have won the division. It would have required that the Washington Commanders beat the Dallas Cowboys, and they that was ha- never happened. That was it was never, never really in jeopardy in risk of happening, but. The coach that had to leave his players out there. I he had to. Yeah. I, I I get why he did it. It it's unfortunate that they he had to do it because they just really had to win two of their final six games. That's it. And they couldn't do it. <laughs> they couldn't do it. No. Any one of those other games they win, they don't have to play their starters. Like that's how crazy yep. it was. <laughs> yeah. They don't have to play their starters. AJ Brown is not injured. We don't know what the injury is. They said it's yeah, not, they, the not serious. Still, nothing's come back yet. Yeah, they I've said seen. not serious is all I've seen, but yeah. that could be a sprain of an M- MCL, which he or ACL, which he's still not gonna play with those. Yeah, like, I mean, one of those I injuries. mean that's like a three to four week in- injury, right? Yeah. So he's not gonna play. Um, so what's funny about sprained MCLs? Um. 
and I'm going to tie it to the Bears because Jay Cutler <laughs> went out there in an NFC Championship game against the Packers and sprained his MCL and tried to play, and the medical staff would not allow him to play. And the Bears mm-hmm. ended up losing, and then Aaron Rodgers gets his first and only Super Bowl victory. Jay Cutler was hated so much by the Chicago Bear fandom because he would not play hurt. That, <laughs> like, I'm not even joking. Like, like he 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 has no heart or whatever, right? So it, it it's a three to four week injury. It a sprain is a mild version of a tear. It's not a complete tear. It's just a sprain. It's like mm-hmm. so you've kind of like stretched and torn like thirty percent of your tendon, <laughs> uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Let's talk Saquon Barkley signing uh, incentives. Oh, and you, where you he got it up. up? You got, you got it up. <laughs> yes, they weren't. He weren't. He wasn't close. He was first close. incentive. It's like thirteen hundred yards, thirteen hundred fifty yards, and a playoff berth. Yes. So not close. Eliminated the playoff berth. You know, several weeks ago, ended up with nine sixty two. Next yep. one was eleven touchdowns and sixty five receptions. I'm gonna tell you what he. He had two touchdowns last in the, in the other game, and he's had he had rushing and passing. He's had probably eleven total, maybe. He, he has six rushing and four receiving, so, 10 so he was close. And sixty-five receptions, he ended up with forty-one. They would not pass him the ball to save his life, especially uh, Tyrod Taylor. He doesn't see him in the backfield. You see what he did in that two-point conversion? I did. Yes. <laughs> now to show you how ridiculous those incentives were. Saquon Barkley had 1,307 yards his rookie year, 1,312 yards last year. Those were his two never, best rushes. So never, never hit 13, had 1,350. 50. He had 11 touchdowns rushing his rookie year, and a combined 15 touchdowns that year was his best. He had last no he receiving had touchdowns last year mm. and 10 rushing. Mm-hmm. So 15, 15 I don't combined know. touchdowns was his best. His rookie I don't year. know where those numbers came from. Who pulled those numbers out? He, I, he couldn't have put those on paper. No, <laughs> there's no way he came back and said, all right, I'll sign this. But you have to give me some some like low hanging fruit incentives here, at least How about now well, 1,350 yards and a, and a playoff berth. and a playoff berth. <laughs> what? Why would you tie those two together? But anyway, Saquon, I hope to God, like. I hope to God the Giants don't franchise him again, because I, I, I think if you do, you risk him sitting out the season. He should. But it, in 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 this in this day and age, right in in the, in the modern football with the franchise tag, what does sitting out do for him? It does nothing. It's he do doesn't. Nothing for him, yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't get the year served, right? Nope. They can. He's still not a free agent. Nope. And they can it, franchise him again next. Year. And they can franchise him again. Yes. It does him no good to sit out no. the whole season. You do what 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 Anto- what um Le'Veon Bell did was you re- you sit out as many games as it takes. Well, for he you. sat out the whole season. What did did he? I thought yeah, he didn't one... play. He didn't take a single snap for the Steelers. They kept and they say, went to they... the Jets and it was terrible. Yeah, there's amount of games that you can play before, so it counts as a season, right? Yeah, I don't know how that you works. sit out. You sit out as many games as you need to, that you can still get the the um. The season under your belt, so they can't franchise you again. That's his. That would be his best option. But you can if franchise, franchise up to three times. I know. I know. Like, is the, it three? I thought it was only two. Th- well, three is almost financially prohibitive, especially for a quarterback, because it like increases 
by another 30 percent it's 150 percent right yeah. now for him and, and like, then, it, then it would go up like by another 30 percent but like if you're going off of eight million okay so now you're paying him 13 million well like he, if, it's he, a, if it's a quarterback then you're like okay well i'm not gonna pay my guy 70 million dollars to go out there and play one season of football he, for a quarterback. his if he was um franchised again i think his uh his his tag is like 12 and a half mil yeah. is what his his tag is um i just think it would be it, it, it it's in that case it's it's horrible man he would be he would have played seven years in the league without testing free agency i know seven years in the league and underpaid for I'd say two of them. He was a number two draft pick. He did make some good money early on, yeah. but at least those franchise years are were underpaid. He yeah. was at least worth ten million this year, possibly thirteen to fourteen mil. Um, yeah. so I hope that they do right by him. Like he said, he said he his words were, "I'm numb to this." Like if they franchise, I, I'm numb. He's at yeah. the point where he's like, "I don't know what else I can do to get you guys to sign me long term." Um, I know you guys hold the cards. I'm asking you now. I'm, now I'm, all I can do is ask. Either mm-hmm. let me go, or sign me long term. Don't franchise me again. And this is him asking, like, like for a favor, please. Yeah, just, just <laughs> please. Don't do I know. This. I know you can. And I know it's an option. But let's not do that. Let's not go down this path. So, um, and I don't know what the Giants are going to do. I, as a fan. I want to see him as a giant. I want to of see course, him as a yeah. giant. And I think that the 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 number that he's asking for, he's got to know that he, there's no breaking the bank. There is not a there's no place where he can get 15 million. 14 million is almost impossible for him to get. Yep. Right? You're talking about us and, and and then testing free agency. He's probably going to be one of the better backs out there, but Derrick Henry's going to be out there in free agency probably. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs DeAndre is going to be out there. There's, there's a lot of free agent running backs. And, and they were last year. Miles Sanders was out last year. Um, you had did they did they did they cut him? What was it? They did cut him late. Uh, the one was now with the Ravens for this year. Cook. Dalvin Cook. Yep. Um, there were others. So it's it's just rough. It's rough so, out there. So this year the running back free agency market is Saquon. Josh Jacobs, Austin, Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, DeAndre Swift, Tony Pollard, Antonio Gibson, J.K. Dobbins, Zeke, Devin Singletary. Like those are that's the top right there. Yeah. Without without any, without anybody getting cut, right? Mm-hmm. And then you still have guys like uh, Kareem Hunt, Deontay Foreman, who I think is a undervalued guy. Yeah, definitely uh, undervalued. A.J. Dillon. He's a he's a free agent too. Like that's these are these are these this is a it makes it very competitive, mm-hmm. um, and that's almost to a disadvantage. It would behoove Saquon to get it done before free agency takes off, because sure. what when free agency takes off, he's going to then a, a for a second year see how undervalued running backs are. Yeah. Because if the Giants had originally offered him a $13 million three-year deal, not $13 million, like a $39 million, but it basically came out to $13 million a year. If the Giants was that, it was their original offer, that was a solid offer. Yeah. For I what mean, the it's... market is for a running back. I know he might have won a 14 or 15, but 
at that point in time, we're bidding against ourselves. Yeah, it's definitely for what the market <laughs> is. And and I and he felt he could get more and tried to get more out of the team. Yeah. Out of the team, but they wouldn't they wouldn't do it and they just gave him that franchise tag. And then nobody got paid running back wise in the offseason. Nope. And it was a shame because yeah. Those, those guys are like Wait, everybody's the... everybody's favorite player is a running back, <laughs> but nobody wants to pay a running back. Uh the only one who did get a contract was Jonathan Taylor, and he got about 12. He got about a little under the 13 million that Saquon yep. was gonna get. So was, that's yeah. that's shows you where the the level is. And he's a year younger than Saquon, I believe. Yeah. And what's dumb about that. Is that's all Ursay's fault, and he sat out four games to get to that point. And mm-hmm. then, now imagine, so that's a team that fi- missed the playoffs by a game. <laughs> it would have been good to have your best player. It been high, good to have your best player for those first four games. You think? I don't know what they did those first four. Let's find out. If I don't, because I don't want to talk about the Bears. Uh, <laughs> Listen, we got we got time to talk about them. We got because we got we got firings that happened. Oh, we got all sorts of stuff to talk about. Um, so those first four games, lose to the Jags 31 to 21, beat the Texans 31 to 20, beat the Ravens 22 to 19, lose mm. to the Rams 29 to 23 in overtime. I'm pretty sure Weston would have helped one of those that game. Jags or the Rams, yeah. Yeah. You think you think you could have come out of those first four, three and one. They'd be like, whoa, how does that happen? And it's not like he it's, it's the thing about it is it's not like Jonathan Taylor sat out. It's not. He wasn't even a holdout. Yeah. They said yeah, he was they, hurt. They, yeah, they put him on the IR for because they were trying to shop him. They were trying yeah. to trade him. <laughs> yep. They, 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 it, was, it was just dumb. There was no reason they could have just easily just said, OK, just play. He was going to play. <laughs> yep. He wasn't sitting out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Ursay's a moron. Um, <laughs> all right, speaking of morons, the Chicago <laughs> Bears played uh, the Green Bay Packers. Be- before I even talk about any of the game, I have to I have to read you a statistic, okay? Or, uh, a a a series of statistics that will make you vomit in your mouth. Um, since 1992, when Brett Favre became the starter of the Green Bay Packers, mm-hmm. Brett Favre was 23 and 13 versus the Bears, right? Over 13 seasons. Okay. Aaron Rodgers then took over and was 25 and 5 versus the Bears over 15 seasons. Now, Jordan Love has taken over and he is currently 2 and 0 versus the Bears. The Bears have not beat the Packers. In eight, the last eight attempts. That's four years. Might be more. Oh, than that. Wait, wait, wait. They haven't won one game against them in eight attempts, or they haven't won in Green Bay. In the last eight games, they haven't beat the Packers. It doesn't nice matter where too. it's located. It can be held on the moon. It can be held <laughs> underwater. It does not matter what happens. This is all since Brett Favre. Now, I bet you I don't have the numbers here because when I Google Bears record versus Packers, the first thing that comes up is PackersNews.com, probably because I'm <laughs> geolocated in the state of Wisconsin. But if you were to look at it, probably pre-Farve, it's probably the Bears, you know, 70% victories. Oh, well, yeah. except for in the 70s when the Packers were good, but the 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 80s and, well, 
up to ninety ninety two. Maybe those fifteen lo- those fifteen losses were early. Maybe they were early. Oh, they probably bless weren't. America. They probably weren't. I don't. I don't remember much from those nineties Bears. I'm gonna be honest with you. Oh, they were bad. They were really bad. Yeah, there's nothing to remember about those Bears. Uh, I think they probably made the playoffs once in the nineties. So that 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 right there. That's tough. It's very tough. I'm gonna be honest with you. It's hilarious. That's the reason why in our picks I said I said Green Bay. I I don't know what it is. Like I think that y'all should be like if you was to match team for team. Uh-huh. I don't think that y'all are that much worse no. than the Green Bay Packers. In fact, in some cases, you're way better. Yes. But it's just when the green and the blue go up against each other, yep. green yep. seems to win. Over the last 68 games, the Packers have won 50 of them. 50 and 18. That that one makes you throw up in your mouth. That, yes. That's that. Yes. 50 out of the last 60 times or 50 out of the last 68 times they've played, the Packers have won. Doesn't I'm matter be, location. I'm be honest. I'm be honest. I would low key, if I was the owner, try to get us out the conference and then, <laughs> and then get us out the division. So we don't so so that's why this offseason was so funny for to being a Bears fan, but observing Bears, other Bears fans, right? Because Bear fans were talking crazy shit right because it's dj Moore, mm-hmm. and we hey we might have had the absolute worst team in football last year which they did <laughs> and we yes. might have been absolutely devoid of talent which they were but we have a, we have a wide receiver now and that's going to unlock everything that this offense can be we're going to see justin fields be the superstar that he is so much so that there's there's dipshits on TV like Dan Orlovsky. Oh, there's going to be people voting for Justin Fields. is going to be in the MVP conversation this year. So there's so many people puffy-chested about the Bears that had no right being puffy-chested about the Bears. So I am, I am, I'm a meatball. I love the Bears, but I know they, I know when they're bad, right? I'm happy to. So before last season, not this current season, last season, I went on Twitter and I'll throw out stuff out there and I don't get any responses, but occasionally I do. And I said, the Bears are maybe a five win team this year. They are bottom of the talent. And then I had, I, I got in an argument with eight, the only person that replied to me, some dude is like, you're obviously not a Bears fan. You got to watch the game. That's why they play the seasons. But like, what are you talking about? They have nobody on this team. It was <laughs> the last two years, they were like, Two wins and then three wins and then this. They year? went three wins two years ago and seven wins this year. So they've they've improved, but three wins last year they were a stripped down to the tires team. Ryan Pulse came in in his first season and said, "We are because they're they were upside down a lot of contracts. Khalil Mack was going to kill him contract wise. Uh, the what's the other dude that they shipped off to Philly? Robert Quinn uh, was upside down." Roquan was looking for was an extension, looking for his pay, looking which, which they offered him money. And he just said, it's not enough. And they said, okay, well, we can't do that. And so they shipped off Roquan. Like I, I get those moves. They stripped, they were, they were literally stripped down the tires. Mm-hmm. They offered. So thank God the previous regime offered Allen Robinson, a big extension. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I'm worth more than that. You guys are trying to sabotage me. Mm. <laughs> So thank God he didn't take that money, right? So there's all these things, right? But that team, the pre the previous 
uh, uh, Ryan Pace, the previous GM, was very. He came. He came from the Sean Payton school of GMing because that's where he was at. He was a player. He was the head of player development for the Saints, where it's kick the can, right? It's giant contract. Oh, we'll just restructure, so we're paying for the next fifty-five years on this deal, right? Mm-hmm. Just kick the can, kick the can until you can't kick the can anymore, and then you say, "I'm retiring." And then you go do the broadcast <laughs> like booth for a year, like, and a then you, then you're like, "Well, I want to oh, come back and coach, but not for you guys. You guys have your coach. Trade me somewhere, right?" <laughs> so there's all those things. So he came from that, but now the Bears are bad. They were bad last year, but lots of puffy chest in the offseason because they got DJ Moore. And this is it. This is be Justin Fields' second season under this under this offensive system that is absolute horseshit. And he's gonna it's good. He's gonna be MVP, right? The team was 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 like a six win floor team, a ten win ceiling if the bounces went their way. And the and they would have been like, oh, maybe they have a playoff chance. They would have been like the Giants last year, where a bunch of one score games went their way. Just go your way, and they went. They got clobbered the first week versus the Packers. They were unprepared. They looked like horse shit. They were terrible. And then it was like, well, this season's over. Like every Bears fan <laughs> was puffy chest. Every Bears fan puffy chested coming into the season was I'm, immediately fire I'm the coach. I'm gonna tell you why. Like they saw Aaron Rodgers was no Leave. longer That's what in it was. Green Bay. So here comes and, Jordan Love. And they said, this is now it's our time. Yep. We will dominate y'all the way y'all have been dominating. There's us. still opportunity for that, right? But here comes Jordan Love. He's he's played like 18 snaps in the NFL. He played almost nothing in college. Mm-hmm. He's been sitting there. We don't know what he Learning. is. And if in effect, oh, he must be terrible because the Packers wouldn't even commit a fifth-year uh, option for him. So they they did this weird restructured deal where he gets like maybe a million dollars more if he plays good, right? Like there's all these things, right? Like so there it is. And Jordan Love, that first game, torched the Bears in the second half because the Bears don't cover the middle of the goddamn fucking field, <laughs> right? If if it exists between three yards and 12 yards, they're just like, ah, you can take it, right? And I hate it. I hate that defensive scheme. That soft zone 4-3 uh, uh, is the worst, right? There is not an offense alive except for the Bears that, can, that can't figure out how to shred a zone, okay? Like, oh. Just run a bunch of quick slants and it's out there in the soft part and just throw it to those people. That's that's all you do. That's all you have to do. And that's all they do to the Bears. Okay. That's what all they did that first game, right? Ooh, it was terrible. The Bears season started off bad. Four games of really bad. That fourth one was the Denver Broncos game, where they're up 27 to nothing to the team oh. that had given up 70 points a week before. Oh. And then in the second half, the coaching staff goes, okay, let's coast this out to victory. And then they lost. There's no way they can come back. There's no There's way. No, they, they lost 70 to 10 last week. There's no way they don't score points. Uh, Russ is washed. Sean Payton is over his head. He's got a terrible stay. He even said how terrible their team is before the season started, right? <laughs> so they lose that game. And that was the game where I was done with the Bears for the season. I'm like, you got to fire everybody. You have to fire the staff. I think I said that repeatedly. Mm -hmm. Uh, You have to fire the staff. Then eventually the team started to play. It's almost like if you would have had a preseason and like proper practicing and played your players in preseason, maybe they would have been ready for the season. Maybe they've been warmed up. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not one to, to, to say, cause I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a football guy. Whatever. 
Fast forward to week 18. This should have been the redemption game. This should have been the opportunity for the Bears, who have been playing really solid football. I hesitate to say good because they haven't been super good on both sides at all times, right? Mm-hmm. But they've been playing south. The defense has been pretty darn good. Super on takeaways. They're leading. They're leading the league in interceptions. They had like, they went from four interceptions up to week eight, and then they had twenty two going into last week, right? So they they were leading the league in interceptions, like takeaways, those things, like crazy, like that. The addition to Montez Sweat up front, creating pressure, opens up a defense, yes. and they look good. Justin Fields has been playing well since coming back from his dislocated thumb, right? His highs are high, his lows are lows, but the overall result was a 5-2 and two record going into that game, right? He was 5-2 and two since coming back. Mm-hmm. The Bears shit the bed like they always do. It's almost like they're like, I don't know how to coach against these Packers. Like they're so worried about losing to the Packers that they just make themselves lose to the Packers. It's like, might as well just get it over with and lose. I don't understand what they're doing. They played the worst defense of the season. They had a 12% pressure rate versus for Jordan Love. Jordan Love was pressured on 12% of his snaps, the lowest number of the season. On the flip side, Justin Fields only dropped back to pass 25 times. He was pressured on 18 of those dropbacks. 18. Pressured 18 times. And I, I hate this stat, this time to throw stat, right? Because time to throw implies there's two ways you could take it. Oh, look at that. His pocket is so good. He can Please, just stand yeah. back there for three and a half <laughs> seconds every time. No. What happens is good, good quarterbacks with good offensive schemes – don't have to stand in the pocket because their system gets people open where they Three take seconds. their five yep. steps, they throw the ball before they're even stopped moving, and they hit a guy that's open because there's there's a that's a, the way the route tells you. There's a series of complex routes that are the scheme to get a person open versus a specific defense. And a good offensive coordinator knows how to use those those plays and when to the call. Screen works a lot. <laughs> no. <laughs> Only if you can establish the idea of a screen. You can't just throw 10 screens and hope one of them works. You can't do it. So then, so then Justin Fields, yes, he gets the he gets the ball. Yes, he has a long time to snap the throw because he has to stand there and wait and wait. And I lost Harland. What happened to my picture? I don't know. But he waits and then he scrambles <laughs> and he tries to run away. He gets sacked. He got sacked five times in the game, and I swear to God, he gets the ball in the shotgun, takes his whatever steps are uh, required of him to take in this in this play, and he has someone in his face before he can even wind yeah. up the ball. It should really be the eyes downfield like the time, because chances are the- – I, I watched Daniel Jones do it. You take the snap. You want to keep your eyes up down the field to look. But you, but you can't. can't. You can't. Because no you have to process the gonna... three guys that are in your face. Exactly. So that happened. And when Just, when Justin Fields actually passed the ball this weekend, he was good. I think he was at one point he was like 9 of 11 for 98 yards with a 130 passer rating. Then they didn't throw the ball in the third quarter for whatever reason. <laughs> then, well, he wasn't allowed to throw the ball in the third quarter because they ran seven straight times, leave him in a third and 12. 
and then gets sacked on an insta sack. Like the ball touches his <laughs> fingers and three men are in his face. You know, what can you do? What can you what can Nothing. any human do in that situation? Right? Nothing. Terrible scheme. So that's on offense. On defense, they just all laid down except for Tyreek Stevenson, who had a who balled out. He he had a he had a he had a forced fumble. Forced fumble. He he had a, a nice pass to pass breakup in the end zone. And my favorite play of the I only have one highlight for me to talk about in this game. And it was at the end of the first half. The Bears inexplicably all season have if they've won the toss, they've accepted the ball in the first half. And if a team has won the toss, they've always deferred. So the Bears have had the ball almost every opening kickoff. What that leaves, though, is the opportunity for a team to get the ball right before the half and then the ball to get the ball right after the half. So good teams, because the Bears play this weird-ass, soft-ass, you know, like prevent defense, like, oh, we don't want to score, so let's back off and let them go 60 yards, and then we'll try to stop them then, right? Teams have almost always doubled up on the Bears over the last, like, 10 weeks. Get a field goal, a touchdown, and then get the ball back and then get a field goal or a touchdown. It's almost always happened. And guess what happened this week? The Packers were in a position to do that. Packers ran up all ran up ran up all their timeouts and they had some really bad clock management. But they ran one more play. They had eight seconds left. They ran a, a quick out to the to the right side. Hit uh, I don't know, one of the receivers. <laughs> Tyreek Stevenson comes flying in and hits the dude, forcing him to be moving backwards when he went out of bounds. If you're moving backwards when you go out of bounds, the clock continues to roll. Stop. Clock doesn't stop. So and then and the half ended and the Bears were spared. The Packers <laughs> field kicking goal. a field goal. <laughs> Holy shit! It was the worst game I've ever seen in my life. I don't know how many times, like the kids were like, "Are you okay?" Like I'm, I'm face to face with the TV. I'm like, "What are you?" I'm, I'm screaming at some point. It was the worst. That was the Bears. Packers make the playoffs. The Bears go oh. into the off season uh, as improved failures. It's, and we roll I, and on. It, what makes it worse, and like your team had a better record than my team, mm-hmm. right? My team started out bad, and just by beating the Eagles, yeah, like it, you're in a better mood. Uh, yes, uh, just it's a, a, it's it's a rivalry game, thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Oh, every I'm 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 back, baby. The minute yep. you make one good shot, I'm back. 18th hole, you make a nice long putt. Like, let's play another 18, right? I get it. <laughs> so uh, it just it's just different, especially when it's a rival. Like, like you said, the Giants have not had success against the Eagles. In fact, the Eagles beat us three times last year, two in the regular season, one to the playoffs, right? Yep. <laughs> they just been beating us. And we had a good game against them. The The first game, we, we came up short. So ending the game, the season on a win against your rival team just gives, just feels better than what happened to you guys. Like that just, like you're, you, you guys were doing well. You had the season that you had. If I say you win that game against the Green Bay Packers, your whole feeling of the season is completely different. Oh, heck yeah. It's it's just one win. Just one win. You go, okay, we finished with eight wins. Well, that would be y'all eight or seven wins. Seven wins? We've been eight and nine. We would have won that one. Eight and nine. Close if they wouldn't have had an extra game, maybe that's a 500 season. You, you start thinking, staying stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> hey, as oh, yeah, 500. We weren't that far from the playoffs. We beat the Packers, 
we stopped them from making the playoffs. It, like, yes. All of that would have changed it. And I think your sense of feeling like, like, oh, I hate this team is because of literally the one game that oh, happened. I, I, I don't hate the team. I just recognize what the team is, right? And I recognize it. I, I'm almost 50 years old, and I, I can count on one hand the number of seasons that I felt were good from the Bears, right? And only one of them ended in a Super Bowl, and that was like 40 years ago. Wait, no, because that that uh, was it. Two thousand six year. That was a good yeah, team. That was okay. So there's that was one. Nineteen eighty five. There's two. That's two. There 20, was a color year. The, even that color year where they um, the color year. Yep, that, I'm counting that. There's three. Eighty six was really good, but they lost. To, they lost to Washington in the playoffs, and that was the Giants year. Yeah. Uh, or maybe no, they lost the 49ers in the playoffs, and that was the Giants' year. The next year was good. They lost to the Reds, uh, the Washington, and then Washington won the Super Bowl that year, right? So then, um, so then you have those. You have the Cutler, and then you have the double doink. The season. double doink. That was about to say that was. Double- That's like five, maybe <laughs> six years. There's other years That's in there. True. Where they made the playoffs, they're like, oh, they shouldn't be in the playoffs. And they, they kind of like they would win a game. You'd be like, oh, like Lovey Smith had some good seasons in he there. Did. He but he only was- he only had like one really good one, right? Uh, but you know, they were they were good, right? They were better, but the, they never won the division. The only time they like were successful is when they won the division. And those are like off years by the Packers. Mm-hmm. Like off years. Because the Packers had Packers and or the Vikings had almost always won the division. And that was also, if you think of those Lovey Smith years, that was the year. Those were the years where Randy Moss and Dante Culpepper mm. and those guys were in Minnesota. And like, yeah. man, these guys are good too. Right. So you're just you're always dealing with that. And the Bears have never had a professional offense. And the one time they do, one time they have an actual professional quarterback in Jay Cutler, and I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm not delusional, and I think Jay Cutler was some some repressed Hall of Famer, but he was really good. He was and good. They, he was a, he was a Pro Bowler. They he was a- not with the Bears. He was a Pro Bowler with the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Uh, they never put anything around him. They just never did. They never. They either didn't have a line, or they didn't have receivers, or in the one time, then the two times they do have those things, they have the worst fucking coach ever, Mark Tressman, This weird nerd greasy looking nerd coming in there that just doesn't know how to coach football right like i it just it is what it is and i need the bears to be different different yeah you would take different i'll take if you if you went out there and saw that the bears was one of those teams that could put up 45 points on you but gave up 46 points that's different it's it's different I'll, i'll take that Yes, because you're not always that 46 is an average, right? So (laughs) you might get up 70 one week, but you might keep them to 20 the next. As long as you can score 40. Like I remember those years the Saints was playing. I remember one game the Saints played against the Giants. The score was like 55 to 53 was the final score. (laughs) I'll take those games. It's it's different. And you like when your team is playing good offense, sometimes you can even let. Yeah, like that's Chargers football right there, baby. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah right? that, that got their coach fired. Well, they got everyone fired. Yeah, I, I know it, it's not a sustainable way to play football. It's not. You it's have not. to have people on defense. But I just the Bears. I, I, did I tell you how many times they beat the Packers out of the last sixty-eight <laughs> times? Eighteen. They've lost fifty times, man. That should. That's 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 crazy. Now I'm gonna say it's unfortunate they've had two of the best quarterbacks 
in Green Bay that have ever played the game. Yes. They've had 30 years of literal Hall of Fame football. Aaron Rodgers isn't there yet because he's not retired. But once his dumbass does and he shuts up <laughs> for five, well, he'll never shut up for five years. He'll have to be dead. He it's five <laughs> years and then he'll get in the Hall of Fame. It's 30 consecutive years of Hall of Fame quarterback play. And that's not. That's not exaggeration. That's not hyperbole. It's, not. it's literal not. 30 years. They are the luckiest team in the history of quarterbacks. They just are, right? I, them I, and Tampa, not Tampa Bay, but uh, them and New England are the two luckiest franchises in terms of quarterback play in the in the Super Bowl era. Uh, the, the Dallas Cowboys are pretty lucky. The, the they Dallas- don't have... They don't have number one picks. They usually get their sixth round pick, fifth round pick. Well, shit. New England picked Tom Brady with what? That's, that was pick one ninety nine or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Tom Brady will remind you if you ask him. And then <laughs> they traded for Brett Favre from the Atlanta Falcons, who picked him in the second or the fourth round. And then they they drafted Aaron Rodgers at the bottom of the first and just let him sit for three years, right? Like, it, like it, they they never been at the top of they never been at the top of the draft, mm. but when you take you, shit. Do I have to go down all of the quarterbacks that were drafted in the first round over the last? <laughs> oops, I just covered up your face over the last <laughs> however long, right? Like it's not, it's, it's not good, right? Like there's so many failures that get drafted, and then to actually hit on two and then have them both be Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You know how many quarterbacks are in the Hall of Fame? There's like. 12 in the history of football maybe 15 <laughs> it's not many right so yeah. like what the hell and then you have new england who gets tom brady and then has 17 years of the best football in the history of football <laughs> but they did not then follow it up with uh another hall of fame you don't have to That's- because he had he had like 17 or 20 years or however long tom brady was in new england they didn't lose they won six goddamn super bowls right but but as i'm saying just as a bears fan let's say you've had to deal with brett Favre for 15 years right the the only reprieve is that know that one day he's going to retire yeah and then you get and then then you get rogers and you're like oh one day aaron Rodgers will be out of the league uh and then he leaves they trade him like oh what idiots (laughs) <laughs> they, they bring in this untested Jordan Love. He went to Utah State. He hardly threw any passes there. Here he comes. And what does he do? He just dominates. <laughs> and the thing that I hate most about him, and I don't even hate Jordan Love. No, you can't. But I, the thing I hate about his game is everything is – he throws every football while in the air <laughs> f- fading away. And it drives me absolutely insane. And his passes just float. I'm like, pick it off, pick it off, pick it off, pick it off. <laughs> and then you're just like, it just floating across the field, <laughs> gently into the hands of a receiver. And if I could tell you the amount of times I've seen that happen where a green jerseyed quarterback flutters the ball 50 yards downfield <laughs> that you would think, like, you're like, you're almost hoping, like, maybe a, a raptor, a bird of prey will come down <laughs> and grab that thing because it's just floating around. It looks like it's edible from 150 feet in the air. <laughs> come on, a falcon or an eagle or anything. Get it. Because it just floats and then it lands. <laughs> or it's floating. You're like, pick it off. And then you see three bears laying on the ground. And it like lands in somebody's <laughs> hands. Right? Like those are, I'm tired of that. 68. <laughs> 
68. That's 19 seasons, right? No, 68. I'm sorry. That's 34 seasons. <laughs> 34 yeah. seasons. 34 seasons. Like, but yeah, it's literally been since the 90s. 92. Three quarterbacks. I was in high school. I just said earlier, I was, I was almost, I'm almost 50. I was in high school. I was a junior in high school in 1992. And it's, man, that's rough. That's rough going. Oh, man. All right. Let's, let's, uh, <laughs> we got to move on. Yeah. Uh, uh, other games, other games. Oh, oh, uh, Jags stinking it up. Oh, the the Jags, uh, the collapse of the year. Uh, collapse. I would have bet so much money. And in fact, I think it was a dumb. I think Vegas even had like it was like, oh, yeah, you put five hundred dollars down. You'll make five hundred and five dollars back on the Jags winning the uh, division because that's how much of a guarantee it was before the season began. All they get, had to do was a lock. They had to go to Tennessee and beat the Titans, and they win the division. The yes. Titans are on their third quarterback, which was Ryan Tannehill returning after Will Levis got hurt. And Will Levis was fine. Ryan Tannehill has been okay historically. Mm-hmm. He's been had good seasons, bad seasons. This team has one of arguably the worst offensive lines in football. The Jags have a pretty good pass rush. I know I've talked about Trayvon Walker a few times. He's gotten really he's good. good this year. He's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wasn't first pick of the draft good, but yeah. he's good. Right. And they have Josh Allen. He's been fantastic. Yep. Beautiful yeah. horse, man. <laughs> Not so fantastic. No. Not so fantastic. He turns over the ball. He. Let's talk about the game killing play that he did. He ought mm-hmm. from the one. He audibled into a sneak, but didn't audible. He audibled in his head, right? (laughs) So (laughs) so the linemen were still going left because they were going to do some sort of run play to the left as opposed to going forward. He tried to jump over the, 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 the blocking scheme that was going to his left tried to jump directly over where the center would be, hold the ball out and cross to the goal line. And guess what he didn't do? He didn't cross the goal. He line? didn't break the plane. They <laughs> turned, they turned over the ball on downs and then they lost the game. They just, uh, I, he audible, but didn't audible. <laughs> that's I'm going to tell you what, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. You've got one game, right? If you're, if you that quarterback, you've got one game. Yep. This is you you I you gotta win it. You have to win it. Especially when you're favored. You've got the better team. You're supposed to be the better quarterback. You're supposed to win these games. And he did. Which to me, you know, that's to me, that's a knock on you. I don't care how great you play in the season. And like I said, that that's that's always been my gripe with, with Herbert. I think he's a really good quarterback, but I just think when the Game is on the line. You have to do something to win that game. And you, so you, you can't. If the game is on the line, you have two choices. And it's Justin Herbert or Trevor Lawrence. Where do you go? I'm definitely not going to Trevor Lawrence. It's got to be Justin <laughs> Herbert. Justin Herbert's a fantastic quarterback on, He's on, a, great quarterback. on a piss poor team. If you put Justin Herbert healthy on a Jaguars team, I think they win 13 games. It's a good team. It's a good team. It's a good team. And Justin Herbert's a, a monster. He's good. He's good. He's, he's, he's a very good quarterback. 
What? He wins. He wins, but he doesn't win when he needs to he win. He doesn't win the way you think he should win. Now, I'm going to say this about Trevor Lawrence. Though. Like, it's not like they were going up against the Ravens. Nope. They, they weren't going up against the Browns. They weren't going up against nope. the Bengals, the Steelers. They weren't going. They were going up against a five-win Titans team, and they got they lost. They lost on the road in a game they had to, had win. to win. They had, had to, to win. win. They lost. And that that allows Mike Tomlin to go to the playoffs. I'm sorry, Steelers fans, if you're listening, I hate, I can't stand you guys. I, I love <laughs> I lo- I honestly really like the Steelers team. You fans who were talking about Mike Tomlin needs to be fired. I am not. I am an outsider. I understand. I am not a fan of the team. I don't watch the game. What I see is his record. Yeah. What I see is the talent that he has on the field. And it's de- for the most part, it's devoid of talent. I I've said it since we first started this podcast. I don't understand how he's doing it. It's, it's gotta be magical, right? So for those fans to want that man gone for who don't know this mythical uh, coach <laughs> that's out there. That's going to turn that team into an amazing, not a playoff team, because they don't just want to get to the playoffs because they do, right? Mm-hmm. They go to the playoffs. Yes. They want to win Super Bowls. And I get it. Every the year, who doesn't want to win? Every, who doesn't want to win them? It's just not that easy. No. If it it's, was, and as a team, my team, my team has a, there's a Giants fan. We in the 2000s, we didn't go to the playoffs often. I would have loved for us to go to the playoffs often. The times we did go to the playoffs, we did win championships. That is great. But I like going to the playoffs. I do. I do. Yeah. I would like to go to the playoffs. You can't get to the championships without making the playoffs. Yes. <laughs> you, you, you can't. have to get to the dance. You have but... to. And the man gets there. And even when he doesn't get there, you're competitive to the last game. It's always I, the last week. I, yeah. Last I'm watching week. this last week just to go, hey, maybe some of the guys will get their incentives. Maybe. That's why I'm watching this game. Right. <laughs> Yeah. I would have loved for this game to mean something as a fan to watch it. Every game means something as a fan when you're a Steelers fan, right? Mm-hmm. And it has to do with the coach because it can't be those players because they're not good. <laughs> they're not. They're professional football players. Are they, are they Are they the 49ers? Are they the Ravens? No. But roster for roster. In they're that better division. than the Titans. They're better than the Bears. They're, they, they have players they have tj watt who who's hurt but they and have tj de- defensive player of the year candidate every year he's the only he's the only player to ever lead the league in sacks three different seasons ever and he did he, it again this year he's right he's really really good but somebody's got to put the ball in the end zone somebody's got to put the ball in the end zone they worked and they were still hey, winning i don't get it I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. And I understand you want to see your team scores 25 points a game. You want your team to look like an NFL team or an NFL offense. You want to get I get it. But wins over everything. I truly don't care how it happens. Everyone said last year the Giants was winning those close games. Sure, I'd rather win them than lose them because like I saw t- yeah. today Giants are three close games away from winning the playoffs, being in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't care. I like. I just. I don't care how you win the games. Just win the games, and he wins the games. I'm gonna tell you what the Bears could have gone out week 18. 
had negative 50 yards on offense. And somehow, somehow, like if it came down to the last snap and the ball was jettisoned out of the hands of Jordan Love and rolled 88 yards in the opposite direction (laughs) and 15 guys were rolling on it and they ended up with the Bears in the end zone they won, I don't care. I don't care. They could have won six to three. I don't care. Right? Just win the games. Just win. That was one of the arguments, and we'll talk about that because head coaching. But one of the arguments this year with the Bears are like, well, they haven't they haven't beat any good teams. Look who they look who they beat. I'm like, do you want to lose those games? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Like, good teams beat bad teams, right? That's how it works, right? So you can only play what your schedule is, and if you win more than you lose, that's a good thing. Very good. That's thing. all I'm saying. And those fans that want them to fire I we say it every single time. Who are you gonna get? Who are you gonna get? It's and like they that- had to, they had to win their game. They were upset that their game was um one Saturday or something like that because they mm-hmm. they just they didn't know right. So they would want to play on Sunday or whatever. But whatever, they still went out there and played. Granted, yep. they they went against a Ravens team that did. They still had to win the game. Yeah, there's teams. There's teams. Other teams that wouldn't have won that game. There, there's right? there's. Still professional, they're still professional football players, and they they beat them. Yep. They beat them, and they're now in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Although they probably won't win, but you anything can happen. Anything can anything happen. can happen. Just like I, I don't want to wish ill on anybody, but that San Francisco 49ers Eagles game is a different game. Thing. Yeah, if Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt. Yeah, but it happens. It's football. Yes. Anything can happen any game, but you have to be in that game for it to happen. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Exactly. So so don't be mad that your coach is getting you constantly to the playoffs, but he's not winning championships, which he's already did win. It's not like he doesn't have any championships yeah. under his belt. He has one. And for the Steelers to complain about not having enough championships, is is a lot like the Cowboys complaining, like, well, we just don't have enough Super Bowls. The Steelers have six Super Bowl titles to their franchise. Mm-hmm. Right, and the Cowboys have five or whatever. It's just yeah. if it wasn't for the Patriots, the if it, I'm gonna be honest, if it wasn't for the Patriots, the Steelers would probably have a couple more, right? They're, the Chargers would probably have one somehow in there, right? It just <laughs> maybe even the Jets, but <laughs> yeah, those AFC Championship games. You know, I mean, that's just how it is. the The Mike Tomlin thing is a lot like that old Family Guy joke. But do you want the boat or the box? I'll take the box because it could be anything. It could even be a boat. Yeah. Take the damn boat. You want a boat? Take the damn boat. Yes. Yes. You got a championship winning head coach that doesn't lose. He wins more than he loses every year. Every year. And what what I love about the franchise, what I love about the franchise is that the GM and owner is going, We hear you, fans. Shut up. Yeah, just, <laughs> Shut up. We're not, we're not changing it's things. Not happening. We know what it takes to win. This guy is the guy that's going to do it. Shut up. <laughs> that, to me, is the best part about it. They don't falter. They got their guy. They know what he's capable of. And what's going to happen? Mike Tomlin's going to go, all right, I think I'm done. It's the year 2038. I've, I've coached <laughs> enough. We've, 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 yeah. we've always won more than we've lost every season. I think I'm done. And he'll retire. And the Steelers will go, all right. Next coach up, and then they'll Bob come Sacramento. back for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll never lose, and uh, it's just how it goes. There's, they're the Steelers. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So Steelers win, Jaguars lose. Uh, the the big ones, Bucks beat the Panthers because the Panthers are terrible, and oh. the Bucks take that. They division. just barely beat them though. 
9-0? I understand winning. That We just said we had a conversation about doesn't matter how you win. It kind of does when you play the Panthers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're on the road. I mean, the Panthers, the Panthers since November, like I, I saw this number and it was like the week by week scoring. It was like 12, 6, 9, Zero. 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 18, a few zeros zero, in there. Yeah. 22, zero, zero. I'm like, oh my God, that's terrible. They just a bad, bad team. Bad team. Bad team. We'll have plenty but of time to talk about them. Bucks, Bucks, had, Bucks had to win that game. They won the game. They're in. They won the game. Uh, Eagles lost. Packers did something. Uh, <laughs> Niners and the Rams. The Rams ended up winning that game. Winning it, was, that game. it was Sam Darnold versus Carson Wentz. Nobody cares. No one cared. Uh, Raiders, Broncos. Raiders win. Cardinals, Seahawks, Seahawks win. Seahawks needed that win and a Packers loss to make the playoffs. Yep. Yep. So it was almost a, it was identical to last year. It was identical mm-hmm. to last year. Seahawks were waiting for the Packers to lose. Last year, the Packers lost. This year, the Packers won because the Packers played the Bears. Uh, <laughs> Chargers, Kansas City, Kansas City wins and it didn't matter. Didn't uh, matter. Easton Stick couldn't even pull out a victory there. Uh, commanders uh, were dismantled oh, by the Cowboys. Dismantled. They like, and that's what the Eagles was hoping for. I don't know why. I know why, but it was never even in jeopardy. So the Cowboys dismantled the Commanders, and the uh, Eagles lost to the Giants. Mm-hmm. Right. Jets the, beat the Patriots. Yeah, the Lions needed both the Cowboys and the Eagles to lose. And to win their game to get the, the number two seed, right? That's what was on the line. So the Lions played their starters the entire game. Oh, so Sam Laporta uh, hurts his knee, and he'll be out. The um, outstanding rookie tight end, like tight ends, yes. usually take like five years to mature into football pass catching. Like this dude just catching passes. He's been great for them all year. He gets hurt. Amon Ross St. Brown takes a shot to the ribs. He's coming up a little bit lame. The Lions are are looking rough, but they got the win. Good for them. Yeah. And in a game that ultimately didn't matter. And didn't then matter. the Dolphins hosted the Bills, uh, and the Bills <laughs> the Bills win. The Bills win. Bills win. Get a punt return. The get Bills the AFC, did not get look the great. AFC champion didn't look great. Not, but they're the AFC champions. Before that game, before, the, before the weekend, champions. before that weekend, there was a chance that the Bills could miss the playoffs. But because the Jaguars are the Jaguars and whatnot, uh, they were went into that game with a playoff spot locked yeah, on, or locked. But then they get that they get that home game. They they go from possibly not making the playoffs to the two seed. How <laughs> insane is that? Yeah, the AFC besides the Ravens, dang, it's just it's just okay. Agreed. Agreed. It's just but okay. You know what else is okay or just okay? After week 10 through 18, I have 87 correct picks and you have 86 <laughs> correct picks. Um, yes, yes, yes. And it all came down to the Bills and the Dolphins. And those Bills. It all came down up. to one play and he interception. Yep. <laughs> well, because he threw to Chase Claypool. And, <laughs> and that's you, the, the, the moral story is <laughs> Chase Claypool should be on a team. Him and Kadarius Tony should <laughs> should be on a boat somewhere doing. I, the I don't party know, boat. The, gi- the, the giant <laughs> yeah. party boat. I, for some oh, reason, no. I picture them like on a reality show, like the Chase Claypool and well, like my Tony. reality t- TV show with uh, Trey Lance. Oh, oh like, yeah, your your Zach your, Wilson and Mac Jones. What, what you call it? Your 
bust. Uh, the uh, the bus the bungalow bus the bus the bungalow bu- the bus bungalow yeah I just picture two- these two like on a boat like trying to solve puzzles and stuff I don't know uh, <laughs> fighting for food that's all I can imagine all right yeah. so everything is set we have wild card week we need to get through this thankfully there's only six games to pick oh yeah to talk about real fast and then we can talk about all the firings and your AFC South champion Texans are two and a half point dogs versus. Uh, I got to ask. Is yeah. D'Amico Ryan's coach of the year for that? He has to be. I think the two coaches of the year are fight matching up in this season, in this game right here. Stefanski and. It's uh, Steph- yeah, it's either Stefanski or D'Amico Ryan's. It's got to be one of those two. Yeah. Now, the, the difference is the Browns are a better team. Are a better team. Like better, better team. roster top but, bottom. But losing your starting quarterback and still getting where they got. But Deshaun Watson wasn't. He, they weren't good. winning because of him. But they still, weren't winning because of him. There are other teams that had backups that couldn't do. No, they couldn't come in and hold, hold at least hold the fort down. I think they had five starters this year because they had Deshaun Watson, they had PJ Walker, they had Dorian Thompson Robinson. Yep. They had somebody else in there. I can't remember who it was. And then they finished with uh, and Joe Flacco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. It is crazy. But they, but we still, they were winning with defense for yeah. most of the game. Yes, Miles Garrett was playing lights out. <laughs> yes. Now, luckily for the Browns, Flacco came in and was playing good enough to win. Still doing because still Miles Flacco. Garrett, Miles Garrett production went dipped in the final six, seven mm-hmm. games. He still plays great football. He just wasn't getting to the quarterback as yeah. much as he was before. Right, so we have the Texans two and a half point dogs versus the Browns. Oh man, I, I'm going Browns. I I, I feel uh, I kind of want to go Texans, but I, I think I'm gonna go Browns. Flacco likes the playoffs. <laughs> he likes the playoffs. And Flacco is the reason I'm not choosing the Browns. <laughs> it's got to end sometime. Yes, it's just like the Josh Dobbs thing. Now Flacco is is a definitely a proven, a proven Super Bowl winning quarterback who's nearly forty, tends to turn over the ball quite a bit. Oh, it's definitely. not as mobile, and I think the Texans. D'Amico Ryan's is a defensive minded head coach who is going it to is home. It is home. It is home. Right. It's, it's he, he, he's going to have Flacco. Houston. He's going to have Flacco running for his life because the Bears got after Flacco. Like eight times that game. You and can't. He's never picks. been mobile. He's never no. been mobile. He's, and he does throw the ball. But he, he yes. So he I, still I think will I think hit you with team. three touchdowns and three hundred and forty passing yards, maybe four hundred. Like that's the numbers he's been putting up to makes them win. I just don't think it happens. Defense, uh, playoff football is a lot different. I, I think his experience helps, but it's not like the Browns are a playoff tested team. They're the damn Browns. All yeah. right. So I'm going Texans. Next, we have Kansas City hosting the Dolphins. Kansas City are currently four-point favorites, and it's supposed to be the coldest football game to ever be played in the history of football. They actually said that. They said, with the windshield, wow. it could be one of the coldest football games in the history of football. Then then, well, then the Dolphins need to go someplace. I'm going to definitely pick the Chiefs. Here's the thing. And what's are they still – how healthy are the Dolphins? I don't know. I don't know if Waddle's playing. I don't know if Mostert's playing. Yeah. Like, you need those guys – now, yeah, it's cold. Yeah, the Dolphins <laughs> are the Miami Dolphins. They're a warm weather team. But it's not like Western Kansas City's like, let's go out and play in negative 50 degrees. Like, that's because we're from Kansas City. Kansas City isn't known for their frigid temperatures. It's the middle of America. Uh, 
it doesn't stop me from picking. No, you know what? <sighs> yeah, I have to, I have the to weather. go there. It's, it's the weather. The weather and in the, Mahomes. And the fact that I don't know. I, well, Mahomes, I'm not going to give. I, it's the fact that I don't know what the Miami team is going to be there as well. Yeah. If they don't have all their weapons, then for sure not picking them. No. Now, here is the interesting game. It'll probably be cold here, too. Uh, the New York Buffalo Bills are hosting <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Buffalo Bills are 10-point favorites. Steelers will keep it close. I think in my head, I can see the Steelers pulling out with it. Mm-hmm. But it's just not a smart bet. That's kind of what that's kind of me almost kind of betting with my heart as well. I think the Bills get this. Since the, the Bills since the Bills fired Dorsey. Dorsey. Right? Their offense has actually been worse in an in an EPA from an EPA standpoint, expected points per attempt, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. They went from being sixth to being eighteenth or something like that. While their defense has flip flopped. Their defense was like bottom third as far as like now they're top ten. That's why they're winning. Josh mm-hmm. Allen is still Josh Allen. He's great. Still going, but Stephon Diggs is not getting the ball. They're mm-hmm. not scoring the points like they used to. Nope. Like they're used to scoring. Uh, they're just not the. They're just not the same offensively. I don't. Dorsey wasn't the problem. What? What is out? What's out for the game? I understand that. There's so all. The there's still always like- a team that wins when they shouldn't in these divisional rounds. There's always a couple. And if I'm, if you're going to say. Hey Derek, of all these teams that should Steelers. win, Steelers. who it's the Steelers, yep. and that, that's, right. the, that's why I'm taking them. I, I want to, I, I want to take them, but it just doesn't see. Like if I was, I'm think if I'm putting my money down, I there's no way I could put my money down on the yeah. Steelers. They just it, oh no, I wouldn't bet on them. And it's not because <laughs> I, it's not because I believe in Mason Rudolph. It's not because I think George Pickens is going to light him up. It's not because I think the defense. I think, I think it'll it'll come down to a stupid throw. It'll come down to it'll come down to the last five minutes. A stupid throw, and the Steelers are going to take a field goal to win the game. They're going to get a turnover, They'll and they're going to—they're not going to go ready. very far. They have to go like 15 yards. Mason Rudolph will get him 15 yards. They'll kick a cold weather field goal, and win the game, and that's what will happen. This is my thought. Listen, it's—it's uh, it's not a bad pick. I—it's not a bad pick. I don't think it's as like plus like I don't think it's a stone cold lock as people think it is that the Bills are just mm-hmm. gonna go in there and win. I, I I like the Steelers, but I now, picked Bills. I mean it was awesome that the Bills I remember we when we started this eight eight almost ten weeks ago, we said, Man, the Bills have to Bills are almost done. They have to win like from here on out. <laughs> and they kinda did. Mm-hmm. Uh but I, I don't think they won convincingly. I they're good. They're a good football team. I just it's playoffs anything can happen. Yeah. Cowboys hosting they are not 7.4 favorites, uh, <laughs> but they are 7.5.7.5 point favorites hosting the Packers in the Mike McCarthy Bowl. This is in Dallas versus you the youngest what? team to ever make the playoffs, the Packers. I'm giving it to the Packers. Oh, my goodness. You are Give it insane. to the Packers. Give it you, to the Packers. This, this, this is the one I like. When you picked them last year, week against the Bears, I'm like, well, that's the smart pick. This to <laughs> me is. The Packers defense anti Cowboys. <laughs> I think that's what it is. The it Packers defense is. is not good. The Cowboys offense is very good, and I just see the Cowboys offense just depends on what you get. If we get playoff deck, it doesn't matter. 
playoff he, playoff Dak was fine last year until they played the Eagles, right? Playoff Dak in that first game against the Buccaneers, they yeah, damn, yeah. you're right. They used to get, they used, right? yeah, they used to get Dak that first one. Very Thank good. You and Dak is playing better football than he did last year. Remember when Dak said, "I won't throw ten interceptions." Throw, on. Throw 10. He didn't. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, he's just he played lights out football. If it wasn't for CD uh, Lamb, CD Lamb is absolutely the MVP of that team. Like, like I they they won a game where I think he had two hundred and sixty yards, and they needed every two every bit of that two hundred and sixty. Yes, the they did because no one else did anything. Else. No, they sure didn't. So. It, it, it's it's crazy because Tony Pollard has turned out to be not a feature back. He's not, which is insane. Not, you they think he'd be better? They, they yeah, need that, help. That's that's what's going to hurt them and prevent them from going deep, not having a, a solid running game. And the fact that even if they did, Mike McCarthy just goes away with it and has Dak throw the ball 40, 50 times. That's why I don't, it's not a winning recipe. They may not get caught this week against no. the Packers, even though I'm going for the Packers. Um, but it, it's gonna go. I'm going for the Packers. I'm not changing my All right. pick. Then we have the Detroit Lions hosting their first home playoff game since the days of Barry Sanders. They're three-point favorites. Versus those Sean McVay Los Angeles Rams. Oh man, I already know I, I'm going. I, I, I like. know who you. I know who you like, and I, I think we when we talked about it earlier, I I was going Lions. I don't know if I'm going to go Lions this time. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going Lions. I oh man, Laporta being injured. If yes. I'm on Ra's not playing, I think I'm on Ra will play. He just might be slow and the weapons that the rams have the coach like i we talked when we talked i kind of talked myself into because i was like i can easily see dan campbell getting out coached this game and i think it's gonna i don't think it's gonna i think it's gonna be a close game and coaching matters in those games so i'm gonna say rams as well i originally said lions and talked myself out of it we talked there the Laporta thing definitely changes things. And this has nothing to do with. And Stafford I, I, loves I, I, that arena. He, oh God. He, <laughs> I genuinely do not give a shit about the Lions as a team. For the longest time, they've always been the other team Joke. in in the <laughs> NFC North. Right. Mm-hmm. And before that, the NFC Central. Right. Like, I just didn't I just didn't care about them because they they've this is the first time they've won the division in 30 years. So I'm like, hey, good for them. They had a good season. So this is not hate. I just think the Rams are a better team. I think the Rams are going to come in. I think Stafford, Stafford coming back to Detroit is like the dream scenario for him. He's going to come in there. But what I'm about cur- people keep saying Stafford? But what about um, Goff? Goff was in that other place. Yes, he took them to the championship, but they didn't win. Yes, and then Stafford, like people keep bringing the whole. Yeah, Stafford's Goff took him. Back. Goff took him to a Super Bowl. And they lost. And they lost. They got rid of Super Bowl and they won. So you don't think that Goff wants to show them a little something as well? People keep saying Stafford's coming back. But this is this is this is a Stafford game because Stafford was was the quarterback. He was a quarterback on an zero and sixteen team, right? He was. He was there, and they were so terrible for so long. And he saw how terrible that organization was. And actually, them trading Stafford is what has helped them rebuild because they got those Rams picks. Those Rams picks have been very helpful. They turned this last year's into Jameer Gibbs, mm-hmm. right? 
Like that stuff is all great. I just think Stafford excelling there for so long on such a terrible team. A team so terrible, it forced Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson <laughs> to both retire in their prime. That's how bad that franchise is, right? Yes. Stafford endured that. Stafford got the trade to Los Angeles. Stafford instantly wins the Super Bowl. The moment he leaves Detroit, <laughs> wins the Super Bowl. The minute he got off the plane, they just came to the Super Bowl. Look yes. And if he wasn't hurt last year, they would have been good and competitive. Because him and Cup both being hurt last year was just like, what are you yeah. going to do? Right? Mm-hmm. So him coming back this year, Cup being healthy, Puka Nakua being this insano uh, uh Puka Nakua's Bonkas, right? <laughs> like he's he's so good. He and then Kyron Williams turning into the feature back that he is. And Aaron Donald still plays. Aaron the the Rams defensive interior had the highest pass rush win rate on the season yet again. <laughs> yeah. Aaron Donald, you can't cover him. Aaron, Do- Aaron Donald had one of the greatest moments, him and Geno Smith, and it was not coordinated. Because Gino Smith <laughs> took the stab, and the Aaron Donald broke through the line, and the microphone picks up. Oh my God! Because <laughs> it's Gino <laughs> Smith screaming it out as Aaron Donald bur- burrows down on him. Right? I just I think Stafford and the Rams win this game, and I don't think it's close. Ooh. I think it's close for a half, and then I think the Rams just come out and just they they, they beat him by two scores easily. I think easily, and uh, and Dan Campbell will do something dumb. He'll go for it on fourth and eight from their own thirty. And it'll backfire on him, or they'll fake a punt there, and it'll it'll backfire on him. He, like I love his aggressive nature, but there's a point where it's like you don't have to. Be, you don't have to be that aggressive. You have to do it every time. <laughs> and then finally on Monday night, we got the Bake Show. Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers are dogs at home versus the the limping into the playoffs, absolutely looking like horseshit Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> I I don't know, like. You want to look at the Eagles team and you want to go, they got to turn it around. They're better. They're a better team than the Buccaneers. But in the last six games, they've given us no reason to think that they can just turn it around. Nope. They've given us none. They don't have a home game. Now, Tampa Bay is not the worst place to play, but it's like. They have that big ship and stuff, (laughs) that cannon. That's cool. I. I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles, they should win. The Eagles should win this game. You think so? But I'm not going for them. They they have not looked good. They have not. I'm going for the Buccaneers. They The Eagles have not looked good for six weeks, no matter who they play. Even yeah. the game against the Giants, they did win. They didn't look good. Yeah. They can't stop anyone on defense. They yeah. can't stop the run or the pass. Yeah. And... If AJ Brown isn't playing, they have no weapons. Nope, they sure don't. Because is DJ Swift is Swift playing? Uh, I don't know. He didn't play. He didn't play against the Giants. He could play. I don't know. I don't know. They have no weapons. With AJ Brown out, and I doubt if he plays. They may try. I think what they're doing is they're just they're leaving everything obtuse because they just don't want to say. It's going to be doubtful until he's out. Right. Yep. 
Yep. If he if he can if he can get out there, he's gonna play. Even if he doesn't practice, yeah. he's not playing. He's not practicing. He's not he's not going out there. Word from Eagles camp is AJ Brown really wants to get out there and play in this game against the Buccaneers. He's do everything with his power, and it'll be a game time decision. And at a game time, they'll be like, "No, nah, he just, he he's not even suited up. He's he's at home. <laughs> uh, he didn't even come to the game." Uh, I think this is one. Like I, I hate to pick another dog, but I'm going to because I think this is a this is a like the fact that they're the Bucks are three point dogs in this, and the Eagles have been so bad, and, t- and Baker Mayfield has been pretty good over the last half a season. I just think the Bucks at home are going to get it done. I don't think it's be a pretty game, or it could be an ugly game for the Eagles, and the Buccaneers just go out and put up a quick forty on them. Right? I, it's possible. NBC Sports says Nick Sirianni. He's hopeful about having AJ Brown and Devontae Smith in Tampa. Well, hopeful is not. Oh, and Devonta Smith too. I forgot he was hurt too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the team that can't stop the pass, or run, they can't stop anything. They can't stop anything. <laughs> won't be able to pass. Mm-hmm. And they have Baker Mayfield, who has just he'll have a game where it's like, wow, Baker Mayfield just had a perfect passer rating and threw for four hundred and fifty <laughs> yards, like or. Baker Mayfield came up and uh, had forty percent completion rate and only threw for eighty yards. Right, you don't know what you get with Baker Mayfield. I, there is, I don't see a place where they can stop Mike Evans. I don't, I just don't see it. You know who, who's their who's their running back too? White is that his last name? Of Tampa Bay, he's been pretty good this year too. Hmm. He's been pretty good too. So yeah, I'm picking the Bucks too. We, yeah, we, I just. I just can't see them turning it around. They've given no faith. I've I've got no faith in them that they can do they can do it. Does Nick Sirianni say anything about leaving Matt Patricia in Woo! Philadelphia? Because maybe that's what they need to do now. That that was always dumb. That was now now they're looking for a DC, yeah, right? They have to you know they are. They, they they're looking for a DC. It was never the person calling the plays. It's just who they have on the field but that's that's just me i think i've said that's me they lost javon hargraves they lost their linebackers they didn't replace them yeah they got some rookies but rookies take years to develop yeah i I saw uh boldinger talking about the eagles um and he was talking about how he said Hargrave when he went to San Francisco and saw how they practiced versus how they were practicing in Philly. He said it's night and day. He's like, you didn't even know you could practice like this. Like he yeah. he had, he had said that about the Eagles. Um, and and uh, Boldinger was saying how they have all this talent. They have all these number one first round picks that's from Georgia. He's not seeing the talent development in those guys. And yeah. I'm like, ugh. That's rough. <laughs> That's rough. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. Buccaneers. Yep. I think Buccaneers blow them out. I think the Buccaneers beat the brakes off. Oof, them. Like, that'd oh. be oh man, that'd be great. You don't even know how much fun I'd have. I know. That I know you would enjoy that. All I right. don't know if you noticed, but my picks um were two against the NFC East teams. Uh, I, I did notice that. Yeah. It might have been. <laughs> so much so that you took the Packers, which is like yeah. not a good choice. But it might not be a good choice. It's what you did. So I did. It is. All right. We need to talk. Head yes. coaching vacancies. 
who got fired? Now, who we knew, who we was... knew, we knew the two that we knew it happened quick. Yes, <laughs> one yes. happened the night of midnight, 1201. <laughs> the press release went out at midnight of Black Monday morning, 1201, and the Falcons fired uh, our old <laughs> Artie Smith. 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 They waited till, as my friend said, um, he said, he said that, uh, Ron Rivera didn't even get to take his morning shit before they tried <laughs> He was he was having his coffee. He was getting ready to go go take that morning juice. And they was like, oh, hold on. Before you do that, <laughs> you're fired. Yeah. To, to make sure he didn't do it on company time. But all Riverboat Ron knew it was going to happen. Though. He, he to, knew he was done. He had to New be. ownership and, and Washington clean, cleaned house because they got rid of their uh, GM as well. GM and head coach gone. Uh, head coach only in Atlanta, and Atlanta said something I, uh, I thought was weird, and I'm, I'll say it again. They 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 said the head coaching search will begin immediately with Arthur Blank and so and so doing a search with input from their general manager. I can't remember what his name is. So the general manager isn't even involved in the head coaching search. You'll have some input. You'll have some some input though. There's some input. Uh, also, in general manager news, did you see that the Washington Commanders got a general manager from the Golden State Warriors? Who's gonna run? The yes, team? to help in the search for a football general manager. Okay, all right. But why? Because he, because Magic Johnson is part owner of the Washington that, Commanders. Yes, yes, and this point. guy helped build the Golden State Warriors. Okay, okay, I see that, but I don't see how the two, the two, work. Okay, I, I don't just, know. I'm just all right. That someone magic must trust, I guess. I, but he doesn't know football. Yeah, that's a, that's something I, I don't get either. But I mean, there was it a time is. wasn't didn't the Browns do that one time? Hire a baseball guy? Yes, to run their <laughs> to, but they hired him to run the operation. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't just a consultant. He was brought in <laughs> to hire or to run everything. Their draft, I think it was, or something like that. It was yeah. just weird. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with those moves. No, they brought <laughs> they brought somebody from the Mets, didn't they? Was it? I thought might have so. been. It yeah. might have been. It couldn't help us. Didn't help us. Yes. <laughs> All right. So those two things happened, happened. instantly. Like, like guarantee the the press releases. Were queued up. They were they were on automated. <laughs> the whole stories were yeah. already written. Yeah, they, they were like they, they. If you if you check them out today, they were probably drafted on November eighteenth, <laughs> right? Yep. Sent out immediately. Who else did we get? We Ooh, had. That's it. that's really. I think that's it. Those were the two. Those were the two big firings that happened we on had, like Friday. We had a bunch of DCs. Uh, wink from the Giants, which is the one I did not want. Yeah, he he left, left. I'm throwing air quotes on. He, yes. he 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 left the team. Um, that's gonna hurt. Kafka's still there, so yeah. that's unfortunate. David Tepper <laughs> fired his general manager. Mm-hmm. Because David Tepper doesn't know what he's doing. No, but he does not. I probably should have fired the general manager anyway. But I, but I don't know. I mean, if you're that general manager, you got to be like, thank God. Like, <laughs> general managers don't get second opportunities in the NFL. You never see a general manager that gets fired from somewhere and then 
resurfaces three years later somewhere else. They just doesn't happen. So mm-hmm. this guy is probably relieved as shit. <laughs> and his <laughs> only opportunity to ever do it is over. And he doesn't have to work with David Tepper ever again. Mm. Um, then the surprise one today. That was a surprise. This one. The Tennessee mm-hmm. Titans fire Mike Vrabel, who has an overall winning record. Got six wins out of that team this year. Somehow mm-hmm. beat the Jags, kept the Jags out of the playoffs, division rival, right? Yeah. Somehow got this team to win. So the team was team wasn't good last year, but you, I think Tannehill was hurt or whatever. It doesn't matter. That team is does not have a very good roster, right? Due to we the just, general manager, due to the general manager, right? Do, yep. And the and then this is the second general manager because they fired their other general manager last We're getting year rid of season <laughs> after AJ Brown embarrassed them on TV and then said, well, this is my revenge game. And they said, well, we can't be embarrassed like this on TV by A.J. Brown. <laughs> and A.J. Brown was Mike Vrabel's guy. Mike Vrabel told A.J. Brown, as long as I'm here, you will be on this team. And they traded him. So Vrabel, Vrabel took them to an AFC championship. They had the number one seed in the AFC only three years ago. Yeah. Not this year. So, I mean, and the Titans were my like my sneaky, hey, they might be a competitive pick because they were only one year removed from that AFC number one mm-hmm. seed. And I'm like, I think they might be good. I think Tannehill will be back, be healthy, they'll be okay. They're getting D hop in. Well, they fired Vrabel. If Vrabel is available, which he is because he's fired. If I am the Chicago Bears, mm. I now you have Mike, to fire. Mike, Mike Vrabel is a better head coach than Matt Eberflus. I don't care. If the Bears were ascending, I don't care if the Bears had a good second half of the season. Mike Vrabel has always has a team that is prepared to win on the field. And he's just a better head coach. I would take him in a heartbeat. I would take him in a heartbeat instantly. I don't know. If you're going to fire a coach, fire a coach, right? Yes. I'm not firing a coach just because there might be a better coach out there. It's not about there might be a better coach. It is <laughs> there is a better coach readily available who was fired because I don't even would, know what the Titans are looking would for. Would Vrabel have had a better season with the Bears talent that they yes. have? Yes. He did not have a good talent season with the talent that the Titan that his team had. A the Titans, team that he the Titans are a worse roster than the Bears. The not Titans by had, much. Not by much. But they are a worse roster than the Bears. And they got six wins. They did. They did have six wins. And they played in the AFC AFC South, where three of those teams were fighting for a playoff spot. Had nine or ten wins, right? Which they was that their division was supposed to be trash, but yes. And they didn't. They weren't. Yeah, I I just don't I don't I don't know. Like he knows that team, of course. But and I, I I will agree, he is a better coach than Eberflus. I'm not going to deny that. But he, he's there. He, like like you okay. asked him. Like like uh, I'm like I asked him if I if I'm the if I'm the general manager of this team, I'm saying we at the end of last year, bring everyone back in. You come into you come into my office. I'm saying hey, all right, we had a tough year. Next year we're gonna we, we I just we, we want to be better. We're, yeah. I'm gonna do my job. I'm gonna get some talent in here. I I need to see a better product on the field yep. from you. That oh, what keeps happening? It just keeps going. Sorry, it's okay. 
Yeah. I need to see a better um I need to see a better product on the field from you. And he goes, Okay, you're right. Everything I hear everything you're saying. These this is that's good. I will do better. He then goes out there and does better. Right? Mm-hmm. And you sit there and go, oh, we think you can someone else could have did a better job, you're fired. Like to me, it, like it, he it's, did it's not so much he did everything that. you asked him to do. He did okay. everything you asked him to do. Sure. And Checked off all the boxes you wanted. You probably wanted playoffs, but that would have been a little bit unreasonable trying to think you're going to get a playoff out of that yeah. team. He checked off all the boxes you asked him to do. Why wouldn't you just roll with him another year, thinking that he could do even better the next year? But I will argue that playoffs could have been achieved this season if it weren't for three historic fourth-quarter collapses. And those fourth-quarter collapses fall directly on the coaching staff because – they failed to adjust. They played not to lose and then ultimately lost because when you play not to lose, you lose. You do. Three, three wins. Now, even let's say they only win one of those three. They're playing in week 18 for a playoff spot. Right? Mm-hmm. Those are those are three three winnable games, right? Three three games they let their hand slip their hands. One was against Detroit. Which was inconceivable because they were de- they were up two scores with four minutes left. That was very right? inconceivable. One was against the previously week before giving up seventy point Denver Broncos, and they were up twenty seven to three in the That's third a, that was and lost. That was another right? inconceivable loss. And the other one was against the playoff Browns, where they had four turnovers and sacked Joe Flacco eight times, I think. And we're up by two scores going into the fourth quarter. And two, not just two, not a, not a touchdown field goal. They were up 13 points going into the fourth quarter. But then now you're saying that it's how you lost, right? In those situations, it is. It's almost better to get blown out 50 to nothing <laughs> than it See, is to give up. Those are wins that you're those- giving up. Those are those are tough, but I can't honestly. I'm gonna be honest. A team goes out there and gives up a 24 point lead. That can't all on be on coaching. It can't. I, players, I agree. You know oh, I, I agree. Now, if you if you watched now that now, games, now the just... Detroit game, the Detroit game probably a little yeah. bit of co- a lot of coaching when it happens that fast there were plays you could have done that could have made it not and be we, the we've way talked about this and and i remember when i said uh, uh oh they were down in this crucial drive and you remember who wasn't on the field uh it's like so they didn't have their best players on defense in because they were because they were like oh we keep a rotation okay great but you need montez sweat rushing the passer you need tremaine edmonds uh, in the middle of the field because the guy is six foot ten with a wingspan of a uh, minute bull. You need him out there defending. You need these things to happen, and you weren't doing those things. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side, you have an offense that for you know a whole half would dominate, and then you 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 pump the brakes, and then you do run, run, third and eight, pass, punt, right? Like you did that consistently over and over and over again. That's scheme. That is scheme. Yeah, you know what? If Justin Fields were a better quarterback, he would have converted one of those third and 12s, 
right? Because that's just what happens. Those the great mm-hmm. quarterbacks find ways to extend, or maybe Justin Fields uh, would get an occasional call when he gets wrecked on the ground for, in, in the middle of a slide, right? Those it. things, those things are the things that happen for good teams. But that's not all on them, right? You you, you can't you can't be like, okay, it's- I got I got four receivers running twenty yards downfield and turning around while I need six yards, right? That that's not that's not player. That's scheme. But to me, that then this also goes in his favor. Those were games that in the beginning of the year, you probably chalked them up as L's. Like if yeah. you were looking at the schedule and you saw the Browns, you saw the Lions and you saw the Broncos, uh-huh. you would have probably said L, L. Those are three L's already. But those games were competitive. Those games yeah, were winnable were games. Those games, those, those games were did. flat out lost. They weren't. <laughs> they they, they were. weren't like, oh man, that was a tough was one. A tough loss. That, that, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh, it was close the whole way, and then we just we just couldn't hang on the end. No, it was we had game. They had those were games that were in that like ninety five percent. I know win win percentage and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's like a garbage number, but like. At some point in the game, it said 99.8% probability of winning. And then also, (laughs) yes. Yeah. So, and we we talked about this, like, losing those three, losing all three had like a 0.0006% chance of happening, right? Yeah. Like, statistically speaking, right? Those are games. Now, now, I I don't hate Eberflus. I think Eberflus is milk toast at best. I think he's, he's, he, he doesn't project that football aura to him right which you don't have to be right you can you can be but even like a guy like mike mcdaniels who is who would, you would not look at him and go oh he's a football player right like you wouldn't you he just he's got that little scrawny weirdo <laughs> that dude is football though man you see him in front of his people and mm-hmm. and like behind closed doors is one thing that's great but then you get Eberflus coming out and 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 I, I hate media because they they'll ask it every week, like, "Will you be the coach of the Bears next year?" You know, and it's always the same thing. And he'll say something like, um, "What did he say this week?" And I wish I can remember the quote because this is it's so insane. Eberflusi. <laughs> he, he, he said something like, "Oh, that's speculation. Speculation. That's speculation. Or that's speculative. Speculation is a word of the future." We're worried about this week. I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? A word of the future? What are I'm you, co- what, what are you I'm trying to do? I'm the coach of the Bears until I'm told I'm not. That's not even like that's not even that's coach talk. That's, that's not even coach talk. Answer. Exactly, but that's not even coach talk. He's not even like, yeah, we're no. focused on this week. We're that gonna go no out sense. there, and then and then after the season, we'll figure out where things where where the chips fall. Right? That makes sense. He's like, oh, uh, that's speculative talk. He sounds like Jeff Goldblum from <laughs> from uh, uh, Chaos Theory, right? Like, what the hell? You life finds a way. No, just be a football <laughs> coach. And I don't care if the dudes love him. And he he could have totally lost that locker room. Great, but when you have the opportunity, when it's like a gift horse just sitting there, you have to at least explore. You have to say, you, you variable gets fired today. You're like. You're Ryan Poles. You're sitting there. You call up Vrabel, and you're like, "What's your interest?" Right? Like, or you can't you can't call him directly because there's rules, right? So you have to you have to back channel it, but you find the interest level. It's like Jim Harbaugh. I'm not a fan of Jim Harbaugh, but Jim Harbaugh is a better coach than Matt Eberflus. Jim Harbaugh is coming off of the 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 national title. You can't talk to him directly, but you float it out there and you find out what <laughs> comes back, right? Because 
you can hire him anytime. You still have to go through the, all the process, but you can't interview anybody in the NFL until after the divisional playoffs. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't interview him in per- person. So I mean, there's better options out there. It's just it's just like when the Bulls fired Doug Collins to get Phil Jackson. Doug Collins guys from A to B. We need to get from B to C. That was the explanation. I remember when Doug Collins got fired, they went to the damn playoffs that year. They won yeah. a playoff series against the, with that shot against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh-huh. You're like, whoa. And then they fired him, and they're like, whoa, can you do that? Like, I remember as a kid, I'm like, why would you fire him? He just won, right? Sometimes you got to do it. Yeah, but that's usually when something has already run its course. That's usually Doug Collins has run his course. And this is how I feel about Vrabel. Though Vrabel was a good coach, and the same thing happened with Lovey Smith. Yes, you you can take your guy to the playoffs, but we've run our course with you. We've so, had the time. We've gotten this for We've seen what you can give us. You haven't seen everything that even he's only been coaching for what two if you What if you have them? That's I, I, see. That's the thing. I can't. What if you have? you have? He's only coached for two years, and uh-huh. in two years, he has shown market improvement. You yeah. have to run with him again because maybe he is getting better. He is maybe he is getting better at the, the craft. The, oh, there's a hundred percent chance. And and if he comes back next year, I will. He's your coach. Yeah, he's the coach. You go. Yeah. You go with it. You'd be like, damn it, Bears. He had an opportunity, right? <laughs> but now here's uh-huh. the thing. When you like Lovey Smith, I, there was a point where I I agree that Lovey Smith it was Lovey Smith's time in Chicago and they they won ten games the year he was fired. Yeah, they were ten and yep. six. And they moved on. They didn't have a plan. <laughs> they didn't have a plan. They hired Mark fucking Trestman after that <laughs> when they could have had Bruce Arians and Bruce Arians thought he had the job. And they hired Mark Trestman. They had no plan going into that situation. They just said, we need an offensive coach. So they got rid of Lovey Smith. Right? Mm-hmm. The Titans have done the exact same thing. Yep. They don't have a plan. They just know they had to get rid of Rabel now ran, ran because, because they need to start interviewing people that they want. Well, what the hell does that even mean? You they had, can't even interview, interview anybody. Yeah, you can't even interview. <laughs> can't even so, interview. Unless they think they're going to get Jim Harbaugh. Or maybe they'll hire Mike Vrabel. Who knows? Like I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what their plan is, but I think the Bears, the Bears had this is Tuesday night. The Bears have not had a press conference. The Bears have not met the media. The Bears have not said, "Hey, this is our coach." The Bears have not done anything. Yeah, that's what just keeps happening with my mic. My it just and, keeps put, taking my video to stop video. And if Eberflus is still here. As the head coach next year, Luke Getze cannot be the offensive coordinator. And if the Bears go quarterback in the draft, you cannot have Luke Getze be the offensive coordinator for that. That's and, a I, I, and, and I, I don't know what they're going to do, and I have my position on that. I think they should stay the course and just stockpile. You uh, have to, you, you, that's how I feel. Build, build, the, be, build the best team, and then... If Justin ha- Fields isn't that, then you get another quarterback then. But like if, if you have picks, you have options. Yeah. Right? Yep. So even if you trade your pick next year, if you don't see Mahomes in this draft, if you think like I said, if you think that May think- or Caleb Williams is Mahomes, then sure. 
go ahead. But even then, there's a more than a greater than 50% chance that that is not you're oh, wrong, sure. <laughs> that you are wrong, and he is not that guy, right? So if you, but if you feel like that's the case, go get him. If he's not, you take that pick, you trade that pick next year to, to get more picks for next year. And if you need to get back to number one, you have the draft capital to get there. You like you're there. You like if you, if you trade with a team that's not in the top three, they're going to give you their draft picks forever, basically, yeah. which should. Uh, get you into the top three again or the number one pick if you want by just trading someone else's pick they gave you for the future so to me that it makes more sense use the pick this year that's not yours it's not even yours it's a free pick it's free money it's, it's house money. It's, it's, it's house money use house money to make well, more I money i i agree 100 like <laughs> and, and and i i've talked about I, I love justin fields justin fields is my favorite bears player to to run out there since Walter Payton, right? And, and it has nothing to do with statistics because this is potential. Lord, know, Lord knows he has not been mm, hyper productive. Yeah, but that I think you're right is the is on the the coaching. But but God damn it, man! That kid is an athlete, and he is a leader. That team loves him, uh, and you know whatever. Like I I I just I would hate. And and then like the idea of moving on is more of like a like you hate to see him be good somewhere else. But if statistical analysis proves that he wasn't good here, that the chances of him being good elsewhere are slim. I, I don't know because I know I, I know what I see when I see the Bears, and they're not mm-hmm. they're not a good offensive team. They've never been a good offensive team, nope. no matter who the quarterback is. And it's time that needs to change. But whatever. Man. There's one thing I want to talk about. Um, All right, quick. It's quick. This could be the last thing. All right, we'll close it on this. Because I'm, I'm is Jameis Winston becoming one of my favorite guys? <laughs> is Jameis Winston? I had to, is Jameis Winston becoming one of my favorite guys? I think the man is silly. Yes, sometimes, but he's silly in the right place. He is a team first guy. I heard a story about Jimbo Fisher. Talking about him, talking about he's one of the best players I've ever played around. He's one of the best teammates I've ever seen. He's just this week, they were destroying, destroying the Atlanta Falcons. I I love it. The coach calls in victory formation. Yes. He goes, guys, y'all want to do this victory formation? (laughs) Guys go, nope. We want to give uh, Jamal uh, a touchdown. Yep. He goes, all right, we're not running this play. Coach calls in the victory formation. He says, no, we did this for our team. And then at the end of the press conference, he said, I feel sorry. I, he's like, I would like to apologize to our coach because he didn't make that decision. That was our, my decision. We yep. decided on the field that we were doing this for us. Yep. I apologize to my coach. I don't apologize to the Falcons. He said, because we ran an interception back to the one-yard line. If we'd have ran it in for the touchdown, would would did it make any difference? Yeah. No, we got stopped in the one. We ran a touchdown. And when he said that, I was like, that's that's that that's a guy. That's a that's a that's a leader. That's a leader. If if Stafford had a little bit, not Stafford, if Derek Carr had a little bit of that, people would like ooh, him. Saints. And, ooh. So 
and and this this is a really good point. There, there's there's a few there's 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 two sides to that coin, and I agree with actually both sides of it. One is the victory formation is this agreed upon, we're done playing, mm-hmm. right? Both sides. Now I've seen people try Defenses to jump, still try to come try out to there. jump a victory formation. Yes, right. I've seen that. It usually causes fights. Yes, <laughs> but I've seen that. Yes. I've, this is the first time I've ever seen anyone fake a victory formation on the offensive side. Now, I didn't realize this, and I'm pulling this up. Jamal Williams had 21 motherfucking touchdowns last year. Broke Barry Sanders' Detroit Lions record. Do you know how many touchdowns Jamal Williams had going into this game? Up until that possession? No. Zero. You got to. The man was hired to be the goal line assassin that he is. Mm-hmm. And they didn't let him do it. That is on Dennis Ale. Right? Now, yep. my favorite part of all of that, I didn't realize that when I at first when I saw the highlights of, of uh, old Artie Smith just yelling <laughs> at, at midfield like yes. Patrick Mahomes, I didn't realize that they'd faked the victory formation. It wasn't until later on that day I was like, ooh, well, whatever. <laughs> I'm just like, dude, you gotta play football. You can't be, you can't act like that. You just, you, you, you got a team. You gotta make them go out there and play. You, they run up the score. They run up the score. But I, I love that the last image of Arthur Smith as the head coach <laughs> of the Atlanta Falcons is him. Yo, yeah, no. you mother, <laughs> just bad mouthing them. Oh, and then, and then there's, I don't know who he was, but he was on the Falcons. He's an air coach. That walks by, and he goes, "That's right, motherfucker." He's like screaming at him too. I was like, "I love that. I love that." Is the imagery because that Falcons three straight failed seasons, three straight seven and nine seasons, that ended up with the tenth pick, <laughs> three straight, and they had Kyle Pitts, D- Drake. Uh, uh, what's Drake London and uh, Bijan Robinson. Robinson? Three. Top 10 picks. They're all taking the top 10. Mm-hmm. Offensive weapons. Oh, oh, wait. They had one more, though, in there, didn't they? I can't remember. Because Kyle Pitts was before. Oh, no. Kyle Pitts was taken fourth. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Tough, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, shoot. 79, 79, 79. Wop, wop. Yeah, but uh, I was like, all right. I saw. <laughs> I saw something also with, with him in it today with Winston. James Winston would have brought a briefcase to their fi- to the final game. <laughs> it was the, the biggest briefcase I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> they said they said he opened up the briefcase and there was nothing in it. <laughs> he said, This is what stopped, this is what's standing up between us and greatness was nothing what's what's in this brief. It was nothing. It was the briefcase was huge. It was a huge briefcase. <laughs> A whole lot of nothing. And there was nothing in it because he wanted to show points to his team. That's kind of crazy, but he's the, he's that kind of crazy that you you, you got to laugh at. Did you I, see the did you see the interview with him um, after that game? The post one? Locker? Yeah. Oh, where, not that, no, it was no. at the locker where the guy is, is like, do you think it was respectful? Like, why did you do that? And they were going back and forth. And, and you could tell the interviewer was trying to be very polite. He's like, I am respectfully asking you this question. And then Jason James Winston goes, I am respectfully answering. No. <laughs> like and so they went back and forth. They kept saying the word respect and respectfully back and forth. And the interviewer was so 
you could tell he was treading lightly around what he wanted to say, which was to call him a <laughs> motherfucker or maybe worse. Who knows? Uh, and James, James, what just going? I am respectfully and I am succeeding at it, telling you. <laughs> It was it was it was good. Like, I've never liked the dude, mostly because of his college uh, extracurriculars yeah. that uh, that uh, may or may not have happened, but more likely did. Uh, the the lightest of them was stealing lobsters the, 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 the crab, from a buffet, crab. right? Uh, I could I could deal with crab legs being stolen, uh, but like, yeah. So I, the Jimbo Fisher story that I saw was Jimbo saying how it wasn't Jameis Winston's fault for the game he was suspended coming out in his uniform which he got a lot of flack for yeah when he was in florida state mm-hmm. they said he was originally only supposed to be suspended for half of a game right originally they thought he was suspended for half of the game okay. it wasn't until the night before the game that they changed it to a full game by that time the equipment managers had already put his jersey in the locker room rules the rule of the team was if your jersey's in the locker you suit up he goes out there, he puts his jersey on. He's wondering the same thing. Why is it there? But the rule says he's thinking, I'll just go out there, I'll put my jersey on, and I'll just be with the guys. He doesn't put his pads on, just his jersey. Yeah. And the and then his coach called him in and he's Jimbo said, No, he he ate that, but it was not his fault. And I was like, Oh man, I was I always thought that was a, a D-bag move for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, is what it is. <laughs> But yeah, that's the end of the season. Oh God! Yep. Yeah, yeah. Us, uh, us non-playoff guys. All we can do is root against off our rivals, which is what you did by picking the Cowboys, and what I did by picking the Packers and the Bucks. <laughs> 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 is root against our rivals and make sure that they don't have good seasons. That's what you do as a fan. That's all. This what that's all you have left. That's all I have left. And when the Packers lose. Oh, it'll be great. You you'll feel great. You'll feel good about yourself. It's it's mostly because I live in Wisconsin. <laughs> when the pack when the Cowboys lose, I, I feel like the 72 Dolphins and I have to pop champagne when my last rival has been I kicked out of the playoffs. What are you what are you gonna do when they're in the Super Bowl against the Ravens? Oh God, I don't. I, I have to root for the Ravens hundred oh, percent. That know. was what a couple years. That was last year. You know how much I had to root for the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Do you know? <laughs> that's tough too. I had to root for the Green. I had to root for the uh, the, the New England Patriots, and yeah, they let me down. And yeah, they let me down. Why I will never root for them again unless they go up against the Cowboys. Then I have to root for them again. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's where we're at. All right, that's where we at. I, I guess that's the end. Right. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's week, okay. that's week 19 in a nutshell. You'll see us back <laughs> next week. Doom, doom, oh. doom. <laughs> where, where I'll probably talk about the same stuff over and over again. <laughs> we'll, no, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll know if, definitively next week. If Eberflus is, is here is another fine. week. Yeah, <laughs> he's still, yeah. they, they still got more time to fire him. I know. They need to fire him. <laughs> they need to rip the Band-Aid. Only, only as a gesture of goodwill towards the fandom. <laughs> That would help. That would go a long way with the fans. It would. All right. But all right, guys. We're out of here. Until next time. Peace. Peace.